You're listening to Brain vs. Heart. We give you a man and woman's perspective on life and relationships, telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. You can find us on YouTube and most podcasting platforms as Brain vs. Heart, or you can go to brainvsheart.com to find links to our YouTube page as well as the RSS link for the podcast. I'm Mr. Brain. And I'm Mrs. Hart. And today's focus of the podcast is going to be... Several topics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. What's the first topic? The first topic is a question that came in from the community uh, called, uh, my friend is cheating on my other friend. Should I say something? I'm going to let you take that one first. <laughs> well, I, we, I, we have questions. Mm-hmm. These, are, these are questions that are going to dictate whether you should say something. Yeah. <clears throat> For example, let's lay out a scenario then. Um, my friend Bob and my friend Shirley, Bob and Shirley are dating mm-hmm. and I'm friends with both of them. Um, maybe high school kids, whatever. We all go to school together. We all know each other. Mm. So now I have to ask myself, one question is, who am I more friends with? You see, that's a rough one. I can only give one example from my past in high school when I was friends with this girl, friends with her longer than I was friends with the guy. However, I hung out with the guy more than I hung out with the girl. So when, and oh, oh, this is where it gets weird. Her boyfriend she was dating is also my friend. So I have three people, the people in the three, the the triangular situation, all three of these people were my friend. I didn't say anything. The reason why I didn't say anything is because uh, it just was going to come out on its own. It's not something I wanted to be the instigator for. Uh, We actually shared a limo together as she was cheating on her boyfriend, who was also my friend. It also uh, matters how close you are. As my husband said, if you guys have been lifelong friends, like since you really grew up together and you only met this person, um, and the person that you met just recently, you've met, you've known them like a year, then yeah, it depends. You should probably tell that person. However, there are those situations where you have known someone from childhood. However, you haven't really been hanging out with them like that, but you've been hanging out with your new best friend. You should just leave it alone at that point. If you have to ask your mind, man, is this, this is going to mess things up for me. Um, just leave it alone. If either of them ask you, why didn't you say something to me? Just be like, look, you're both my friends and I didn't want to get in the middle of it. It's none of my business. I actually have experience with that. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I and, I, and I did just that. I stayed mm-hmm. the hell out of it. Right. But there is an interesting one. <clears throat> Let me just give you one scenario on that. Um, what if you want to bone the person that's getting cheated on? If you want to bone the person who's getting cheated, on. okay. For for example, okay, for example, you're, you're friends you're... with I'm friends with Shirley and Bob, whatever his name is, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Bob is screwing some other girl, but I wouldn't mind boning Shirley. Mm-hmm. It's an asshole move, but could I tell Shirley, knowing that I'm going to blow the whole thing up and be like, you know, you really want to get back at Bob. Hmm. <laughs> knowing that that would probably end your relationship with Bob. Oh yeah, it would destroy the whole thing. But if if you're gonna tell, I'm just saying. <laughs> mm. I mean, you would have you would do that anyway. I've had situations like that too, where I was friends with someone, this guy who's now gay. But back then, uh, he hung out with me and my boyfriend. He was always trying to turn us against each other, you know. 
And later on, I realized that John, the guy that was trying to get in between the both of us, actually had a crush on me and he made a move on me while I was still on the ass end of my relationship. So, I mean, but, he... But going along with my point, you did end up dating John, though. No, I, I didn't. Oh, I you stay, didn't? I stayed with the other John. The John that I am talking about is the one that wanted to get in the middle of the relationship. And uh, he came on to me and I said, no, I, I don't see you like that. I really didn't see him like that. It was weird and I'm not going to cheat on my boyfriend. So... Mm-hmm. I didn't go out with him. So that can end up blowing up in your face. And then if those two get back together, then the girl will tell the guy and the guy beats you up. So you have to also weigh the pros and cons. Does the girl like you? You have to also understand that you're putting your relationship at no, risk. No, I'm saying if you make that move, you really can't give a fuck. You can't care. Be like, hey, if she turns me down, then whatever. Fuck them both. But it was under the <laughs> supposition that you're friends with both of them. So if you don't care about the guy, he's not your friend. So it doesn't matter in this situation. But if he is your friend, even if you did that to him, like he's doing someone else, he's oh, no. still your if, friend if, first. If the guy is much more of a friend, you take his side. Mm-hmm. Just like the girl, you take the side of the closest friend. Right. Now, if the guy is, you don't know him, and you That's guys That's what I mean. Are- if, if you're just- associate type friends mm-hmm. then whatever fuck it right you know um some people will even say hey you know i i, I like your girl and and you know you're, you're screwing someone else so and the guy's like no <laughs> no <you>. no <laughs> that guy's a cuck if he's like yeah go for it <laughs> no like if he if, if he basically you guys are breaking up some guys will have a problem with that some girls too where they'll break up with the girl or the girl will break up with them and they don't want anybody else dating them that they know yeah, and- that's 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 just being a good a good friend. Don't fuck my leftovers. At but that's least, what this... at least for a period of time. Yeah, you know, because then it looks like you kind of instigated it, even mm-hmm. if you didn't. It looks bad, and then it's different with the girl situation. But then you don't want the guy coming to your house and jumping you or beating you up or whatever. Guys are weird like that sometimes, mm. and girls too. Um, whatever the the situation looks like in the future for you, if it's more trouble and drama than it's worth. Don't do it. That includes telling your friend <laughs> that your other friend is cheating on them or whatever the case is. So that's the answer to that. Uh, I say we move on to the next topic. You know, it's not a bad way to do it if you want to, if you want to, um, right before we change topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's not a bad way to do it if you know that, you know, um, Bob is fucking some girl, but you're friends with them both. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go to the girl? Hey, you want to hang out? Yeah, let's go get something to eat. Because you know Bob is usually hanging out with that girl over there. Ah. You just go get something to eat. Literally, just, hey, I'm hungry. Let's mm-hmm. go get grab some of that. And then she happens to stumble upon Bob, you know, all touchy-feely with this girl. Then your friend could be mad at you. Be like, dude, I didn't know you were there. Yeah. You, that's, that's not my fault. That's your problem. Yeah. I'm sorry that that happened, but what do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So at least you have plausible deniability mm-hmm. all right so that i hope that answers the question yeah next topic all right uh this one's gonna be a, a lengthy one i think uh because it fits in with trending topics my boyfriend cheated on me should i cheat back to make it even what's he- that jada he gave me permission it's not called cheating it's called entanglements (laughs) okay let's talk about this because this is something that we agree on some points for but my husband and i also disagree on some points for and we had arguments for days about this so you guys can tell or make your decision in the comments or if you're listening on the podcast you can make your decision as to what you think it is but 
let's say, for example, in Will Smith and Jada's case if you guys aren't not, yeah not everybody knows yeah if you guys aren't aware uh you should know who will smith is <laughs> men in black wild wild west uh, bad boys um he's a very quirky guy he played the genie also in the new disgusting aladdin movie but uh he's dating this woman called jada pinkett smith it's a second wife all the two kids that he has the weird ones uh, those are the kids they had together well, some years gone by, people had rumors going around that Will Smith and Jada were in an open relationship due to things they said, such as Jada saying Will is his own man and uh, Will telling Jada that if she needs to be with someone or have sex with someone to make her happy, then she should do it. Anyways, it was such a shock to us when it came out recently that everyone is freaking out because Jada had an entanglement, as she calls it, which is a sexual relationship with her son, Jaden's friend, August, a uh, rapper celebrity or something of the sort. So Will Smith is at the table talking with her and he looked like he's visibly upset. That's up for debate because people are saying he looks like that in other videos as well. But clearly he's uncomfortable with the situation. The question is, why is he uncomfortable I mean, aside from maybe everything being in the media right now and his business being out there in the air, if they had an open relationship. Now, my husband's perspective is that that Jada should not have chosen someone of such a low stature, uh, stature compared to her um, and furthermore, her son's friend and that it was wholly her fault what happened. I'm from the camp of, yeah, it sucks. However, if they were in an open relationship and that's who she chose to fuck, that's how is it her fault if the, the guy is the one that went out with it? So let's talk a little bit about that and we'll just go back and forth. Um, you want to well, comment your side? I mean, you already told my side. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> but you can expound on it. Uh, yeah, I think... I think um, uh, we spoke about it briefly earlier in the day. Um, there's been rumors about Will Smith cheating, okay? Mm -hmm. But there's never been anybody that says, yeah, me and Will Smith were banging. Now, why is that? Honestly, think of what's your best guess. Why hasn't nobody said anything if they did? Could be a variety of things. Could be that he actually didn't cheat or they had something to lose or he, the people who he chose just happened to be classy people that didn't want to get into it or okay. look bad in front of everyone. They were also women, so they don't want to be looking like, oh, I slept around with a married man. Yeah, there's plenty of women that will use that to get ahead. That's true, but maybe Margot Robbie yeah. was one of the, the women that was on the rumor list. I'm pretty sure she's not the kind of person to do that. Mm, I think it's several of those. Uh, I think some of the women he may or may not have, air quotes, uh, screwed around with um, some of them are you know they don't kiss and tell some of them have something to lose Will Smith has a lot more power mm. um, and because no one said anything against Will he has no fault mm. in terms of public opinion um, his image is clean in that regard because he has plausible deniability. He can say, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And until someone says otherwise, that's what happened. He did not cheat. Hmm. Jada, however, she chose a young kid who wanted to be a rapper, hmm. who had emotional issues. Okay? 
She was it, trying to fix him. Yeah. It's <laughs> like Will Smith saying, this girl who just got out of a college acting school, saying, I want to be famous. And she's emotionally unstable. And she's emotionally unstable. If he bangs her, she is going to sing mm-hmm. about what happened. So, yeah, I blame Jada because she <laughs> made that choice to screw him. She, Jada Pinkett could have easily have boned probably several high-profile record, record executives, and it never would have went came it, came out at all. Well, you know what it also is, probably? Hmm. I didn't mention this the last time we talked about it. But as you said, the guy has emotional issues. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just sex for him. He clearly said in that little lyrical poem that he's sharing around online now um, that he was in love with her. Mm-hmm. So it was more than that. And I've, I've been in those situations with guys who are emotional, and I come in trying to be their friend, even though in that situation I'm not having sex with them, I'm just their friend, and they fall in love. They become so destructive. They do things that you're like, like showing up at your parents' house, mm-hmm. crying outside your door, and I'm just like, oh my God. It's kind of that situation. So she having sex with someone, going the extra mile, and she trying to heal him. Like some of the stuff she said was just so weird. And I was from the camp of, it's not her fault because she didn't know he was going to talk or she didn't care. Whatever the case is, maybe he said, oh, I won't. And then he realized that, oh, she she's going back to Will, which is really stupid on his part, that she's a married woman. And then he's like, you know what? Screw it then, since you don't love me um, and you're not going to screw around with me anymore. I'm just going to go and, and sing, which is exactly what he did. Now, um, here's where and we'll get to answering the question. Um, someone cheated on you. Should you cheat back to make it even? One of the things that Jada said in her little interview with Will was that, you know, she hadn't felt happy in a long time. She was, she was very unhappy. And there are several other accounts where she's saying she was hurt. And it sounds to me, I may be wrong, but it sounds to me that Will had cheated on her or did something to hurt her. And she got so depressed where the, to the point where Will is like, if you need to bang someone else to make you feel happy, go ahead. Wait, wait, let me let me save that thought. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. And some I, I I caught a brief part of this idea off of something I saw on um, Facebook. Why is it when women are unhappy, it's understandable that they go fuck someone else, but when men are unhappy, they have to work things out. No, when I well, are you asking in? No, I'm not, in, in part of that, but in general, because that's. That kind of how society looks at it. Oh, well, she was unhappy. You weren't keeping her happy. So you can understand why she went and did that. No, that should be looked at. I agree. It, if that's the way they look at it. That's the way that's a enough. lot of people look at it. It's still not acceptable. When when they're not in the context of, of the situation, that's how a lot of people look at it. They, they say, oh, well, the woman wasn't happy, so I understand. And if the man's not happy, well, you got to work at it. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, um, in Jada and Will's situation, if he went ahead and said, look, we're in an open marriage. If I need to do something to make me happy, I go ahead. You need to do something to make you happy. You go ahead. From my understanding, Jada has always been a free spirit kind of hippie-ish person. That's not my thing personally, but maybe that's what they had going on since there were rumors that they had an open marriage. So it shouldn't be an issue that she's sleeping with someone else, even if Will decided on his end he's not going to do that, she shouldn't be at fault for doing it. However, and this is how we get to answering the question, should you cheat on someone else to make it even? If she was unhappy because she thought Will 
took advantage of her by cheating on her or hurt her. And she felt like the only way that she'd feel better is to get back at him. So she has the power too. And you both talk about that. Then it should be something that's quiet. As you said, you should choose the people accordingly. And it should be in the same vein as how the other person cheated. I personally wouldn't do that because if you're going to stay with someone, then, you know, you're going to have to understand you have to forgive them. Going back and cheating on them just to get even is not a very good look for your character. And that will only breed more issues and trust issues because where you will um, forgive the person and you move on, that person becomes a better person because you've given them a, a chance. Now, some people won't. They'll keep cheating. At that point, you shouldn't stay with that person. Honestly, in my opinion, if someone's going to cheat on you once and it's not a situation like they're away in the military or something like that, it's like you see them every day and they're cheating on you, it's probably a relationship that you should move on from. But if you actually are going to forgive that person, you shouldn't have a stipulation of, oh, I need to screw someone else too. Now, that being said, last thing I'll say is if you both come to the agreement, like, look, we need to see other people. We've been married for 40 years. Let's do something fun. If you need to go out there and, and be happy and do that, and the man did it, and the woman is like, yeah, well, maybe that's a good idea and you can come back and you both move on from there and you're truly even, then whatever. At the end of the day, it's the, the individuality of the relationships, what you guys decide will make you happy. But personally, I wouldn't do that. But I do understand if that's the case in Jada's situation, um, why that would be a problem. Because you're always going to feel a, a lack of trust towards this person. And it depends on the time period too, if Will did cheat on her. One thing I'll say in the Jada in the Jada situation is, don't try to fix something unless you intend on keeping it. Mm-hmm. You mean with the kid? Yeah. Yeah. What if she does that with everyone? She seems to do that with everyone. That's a problem then. Mm. Don't fix anything unless you're like, I'm fixing this to use it. It's mine. Don't fix some something that doesn't belong to you. That's it's weird though, because it's he's part, he's family, like he's best friends so with their son. Don't fuck your family. That's yeah, pretty- that was the mistake. <laughs> Especially that if you are gonna do that to 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 make each other even, make sure that your 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 husband first is in on it. Because if you just go and cheat behind their back, oh I forgive you, you cheat behind their back and be like, well now we're even. That's not right. If you talk about it and they're like, yeah sure or whatever, or just break up. But don't be like, no, I'm going to screw my think, friends. I don't think it it was talked about ahead of time. Like, like, hey, you remember when you cheated on me? Well, I'm going to go fuck this guy to get to, to make it even. I think that was only spoken about after it was already done. That doesn't make sense because then why would Will say, if you need to fuck someone to make you happy, then, you know, go do it. Yeah. Someone. I get that. But then to be like, by the way, I fucked August. That was done after the fact. He didn't, she didn't say, oh, really? Then do you mind if then it's fine that I fuck August then? Because he might have said something about it. I don't think that. he would have been okay with that. I think he would have been like, that's our son's friend. What's wrong with you, woman? The kid practically looks at you like his mother. What are you talking about? It's close to home. That's so You don't weird. fuck close don't to home. That. That's nasty, dude. You don't do that. Incest in the world. I mean, there's porno tapes about shit like that. Yeah, that's that's fine, but close to home, it's like seeing you every day, coming to your house, eating your food. That's freaking weird. Anyway, that's what we gotta say on that. Like, yeah, don't don't if you're gonna do that, agree. Make sure to agree that it's an open marriage, because then that you can only two wrongs don't make a right. 
There's there's some some truth to that. Anyways, let's move on to our next topic. Jesus. <laughs> oh right, my god. What's next? Okay. Someone asked um, a question into the channel some time ago, saying, "How or when should you apply the Myers Briggs for relationships?" That's a very very good question. I'll let you take it first. No, no, you better you better start with this one. Well, you have more Myers Briggs experience than I do. I have some, but you're you're much more of an encyclopedia. Well, I'm not an encyclopedia. More than I am. Go for it. Okay, what I would say about this is um Myers Briggs is great for like a foundation of certain personalities. For example, for the E types, and I'm I'm not great at this either, but for the E types, obviously, you know, those are extroverts. For I types, you know, those are introverts. There's certain basal uh, traits that you can look at to determine how you speak to someone. For example, my father, he's an extrovert. He is um, an ESFP. I know that my dad doesn't like structure that well. It doesn't mean that he's not able to do it, but at his core his personality without any environmental experience he doesn't like structure or he doesn't adhere to it very well he doesn't manage very well um he is also an extrovert he likes to be around people he needs to be around people he gets very depressed if he's alone and an introvert vice versa that's well, a s- don't forget the energy mm-hmm. well the, that's part of it no i mean but that's a huge part of it mm-hmm. the, the the introvert extrovert thing so people understand it's not just how you act. It's also how it's it's a lot of it is how you recuperate. Well, that's what I was what, saying. He what needs makes to be you people? Yeah, what makes you feel good? Mm-hmm. Like for me and my and 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 Mrs. Hart, mm-hmm. um, we like to quiet time, not too much noise. Mm-hmm. Maybe watch a TV show, relax, get something to eat. This is how we re- regenerate our energy after right. dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. An extrovert person wants to go to the club and and sweat and dance or be around their friends or, or be around their friends and just be amongst lots of people and stimulus that's the difference between an introvert and an extrovert how they recover and get their their happiness back in some way mm-hmm. also with the um and i'm not saying this is a, a like you know this is for every single case you have to also understand that this is people are individuals and nurture has a lot to do with it your environment has a lot to do with it your upbringing religion all of that but I also do recognize that most of the people I've dated or friends I've known of that are extroverts, most of the time, they are way more prone to cheating if they're lonely. If they're with you, they want to be around you. They're they're great with their relationship. But if you go away for the summer or you go away for a few months, they need companionship. An introvert can go a lot longer without it. There's some introverts that are still assholes and they'll still go cheat just for whatever reason. But um, just, I don't know about whatever reason. There's <laughs> no, there's there's some that I've met that were like they're just depressed, like the emo kid that I. No, they just want to feel good for a little while, basically. Yeah, they yeah. they want to get away, um, and it has to be one of those those situations where they're like, I I need to be in control, or I just something is wrong. But um, like extrovert boyfriends I've dated, they it's very easy for them to cheat, especially if they're not mature. Now, where I could say is um, you shouldn't use the Myers-Briggs relationships is if something happens in your relationship that's bad and you say to the person, well, based on your relationship, you should be acting like this. That means you're not this and you're not that. When you start to get to the point where 
you start putting people into boxes and you live your entire life and every portion of your life has to do with the personality or the label of that person, then it becomes a problem. Yeah. You know, like for example, you, my mm, beautiful, me. beautiful thing. Me, yes. <laughs> you, um, you come from an Italian Puerto Rican background. Yes. So you grew up in a family that's, Loud. Loud. <laughs> it, it was very jarring to me. I think I've told you guys in the YouTube videos, the old YouTube videos, where I'm just not used to that. You're very abrasive sometimes. And it's like, whoa. And I'm being a very sensitive person. I didn't grow up like that. I've, was, I've, I've had to put some time in yeah. to try to bring that down when yeah. I'm dealing with others. But you know, when I am when I get angry, mm -hmm. it's still 100% there. Oh, yeah. When you're angry, it's like that. But I remember times when we started dating and... You know, I would I would call you and you're in the middle of something and I'm like, babe, you know, it's not like I called you like three minutes ago. It's like hours have gone by and it come down. You're like, what? <laughs> no, I don't know if it was that bad. No. It's more like, what? What do you want? I'm busy. No, you you didn't mean it in a mean way, but you were frustrated. You were in the basement. You were frustrated with something, and I got so hurt, and you had to come up to me and be like, I didn't mean it, you know, that way. And I'm like, don't talk to me like that. And, you know, it became this big thing because I'm not used to that. And, you know, he had he's done a lot to compromise and be like, look, woman, I'll try to be a little more sensitive, goddammit. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm still working on it. He's a lot better with how far he's come. I'm still very sensitive about things. So even if he yells at me and I know he doesn't mean anything by it, it will still hurt my feelings. Yeah. And then and then I recognize that. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. This is the next two hours of... And you're like, shit, I just stepped on a goddamn firecracker. Now I got to put it back in the damn box. I got to find it first. And I realize that's like a really annoying and emotionally dragging thing for him. Um, but there are other INTJs I know where they're not like that. They're just really quiet, really chill, really shy. Serial just, killers. No, stop. <laughs> One on. guy tried to kill himself, but th th that Jesus. Was, no, it, no, it was, he lived in a horrible situation. That was a different, that's a different situation altogether. But most of the INTJ guys I know, um, they don't do that. And they also grew up in a family where the families don't yell all the time. Another thing I will notice uh, with with a lot of the INTJ men that they do have in common is they have um, they have the need to want to fix things, work with things. They're very logistical. Like that's something that you I've seen across every INTJ male. But a lot of it has to do with nurture and experience. Some INTJs, like my uncle, for example, he is great with people, but people tire him out. But he's learned working with Homeland Security. He's learned working with people. That's essential. He's well socialized. So it really does depend on your environment. I say go as far as the introvert extrovert thing and talk about what the person likes. You'll find that not everyone fits exact in a box and you shouldn't base everything off just that alone. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Right. Don't box anybody in. It's good for a reference so you have some kind have an idea, of idea on you know where their mind may be going with certain things. Mm -hmm. But understand, as she said, how they grew up, that that's a big factor. It's a huge factor. What what kind of values their parents taught them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's huge mm -hmm. to to someone's development. This really is just a an outline for just understanding how their brain may work in some respect. Mm -hmm. And how they deal with people. Yeah. How they deal with, with themselves, too. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So that that segues into the next topic. Okay. Uh, a comment that someone had left on one of the videos. Why are INTJ men so judgmental? You're an INTJ. Mm. I'll let you answer that first. Okay. Why are we so judgmental? Experience and well, let me say this. When I look at any situation, especially if it's a situation I've been through before, I gauge my experience. And I set up what amounts to little mathematical probability formulas. And based upon that formula, if you do this, that means this. I'm wrong at 30% of the time. Otherwise, I'd change my formula because I'm 70% right. And usually when I'm, when I'm making these predictions. But that's not just, that's not just a judgment thing. That's, I do that too. Here, everybody does that. But I hammer down emotionally with mm. that judgment. Okay. My emotions back that judgment as well. Can you give an example? Uh, uh, okay. Um, a woman dress, dressing hoary. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. What's your definition of that? Come on. You really... Okay. Because um, it's different. Short shorts here, people see as a whorish, but in Japan, that's totally fa- fine. That's true. And and an INTJ will factor the culture in. Mm-hmm. I will factor the culture. If I'm in Japan and that is the style, okay. That doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. If I'm someplace where, the, where that isn't the style and it's generally looked at like... I wear this to advertise I want penis. I'm judging you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying all data points to this. Or vagina. Or, or, or <laughs> vagina. I don't know why you're wearing such short shorts. Good woman like to look too. You don't think lesbian women like to look at some ass hanging out of them cheeks? I mean, whatever. Oh, oh okay. You're talking from the gay, gay perspective. Yeah. I'm thinking about the guy wearing short shorts, which is bizarre. <laughs> I've seen that too. <laughs> Gay guys, more so than the straight guys. Yeah, um, it's uncomfortable. It does look uncomfortable. <laughs> but yeah, I, I will I will look at averages and standards. That mm-hmm. plays a role. But once I make my decision, unless there's a good reason other than, oh, I just felt like wearing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to look like a whore. <laughs> so let me let me ask you something. Yeah. Okay. So um for example, I will look at behaviors of people and I will judge based on their behavior, their actions more so when they say something. Mm-hmm. I know you do the same. Yeah. And I think uh what they're more so referring to is you INTJs, I've noticed this across the board with all INTJ men, that you will see the worst in everyone first yes and someone like an infp like me will see the best in everyone first at least before you've been hurt as much as i've been hurt so what makes you automatically without even having something like that as superficial as that to judge someone with what makes you look at them first that way without having any experience with that person or knowing anything about them whatsoever because I've seen enough people have had enough experiences with people showing certain traits to say you are displaying the same traits that I have experience with or things I've noticed or paid attention to. I could, it doesn't matter where it's from. I could watch YouTube as long as I absorb information. Mm-hmm. And if I notice there's a trait that is consistent mm. with this type of behavior, 
I attach that trait to you. Okay, so the the girl that asked, I don't know much about you. You only asked that question and left it there. Okay, so someone but, asked this. Yeah, somebody asked, uh, commented on the channel. Okay. So I think you probably had, uh, I think she did leave a comment about the INTJ she was with, and she's like, oh, good riddance or whatever. Wow. And I, and, uh, she didn't say good riddance, but that's I'm paraphrasing I, what I'm, she said. I'm already, uh, look, I don't know her. Hold on. I'm sure you're Wait. a great female, but I have a feeling Hold just on. to feel, hold on, just a feeling. You like to have a good time. <laughs> Maybe. Go on. <laughs> but I can say, judging from my experience with INTJs and my experience with my husband, you tell me if this fits. Okay. You're having a great idea for something. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I want to start this business about this, or I feel great because I'm going to do this today. The INTJ comes along. Do you have the money? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like... <laughs> I just did that to someone two days ago. You're like, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to go to this party. I'm going to have fun. You know, good luck getting, you know, date raped. Like, it's I, like everything. <laughs> I've said that. <laughs> There's a meme that goes around uh, with a scorpion and it says, INTJs stinging one friend at a time. <laughs> I think what she's referring to is whenever she, the way that your brain works, you want to understand everything. You pick things apart and you are very blunt. You don't, a lot of you guys don't have the tact. You don't, you don't need to. You just say things that is as you're, what you're thinking and, and especially if it doesn't make sense. Because an INTJ weighs out the pros and cons of a lot of things. Not everything. We're stupid emotionally. Mm -hmm. But we weigh, we, we weigh out the pros and cons. We like to look at the problems first. We look at everything like it's a, 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 something to be solved. Mm -hmm. um, so with the girl getting date raped. I don't know if I say date rape. I don't know if I'd say that. But like, uh, you gonna drink? Mm -hmm. uh, you gonna have someone there with you? No, I'm just going to hang out. All right, all right. So, so, so you want to get raped? <laughs> That's what I would say. I would, I would, I would ask them the questions mm -hmm. to see if they've thought about the scenario fully. It could also be the way you say things sometimes too, because you guys come across like. Roar, you know, and where I would say the same thing. I've been in that situation where my husband has also I, brought me along. I've say. seen her talk to people in a way that befriends them mm -hmm. and they're open. And I've brought her to those situations because I'm emotional. And the worst thing you want mm -hmm. is an INTJ, a loud INTJ that's a, that is an emotionally you'll compromised. Say, you'll just say off. I will say something your... <laughs> that will amplify a situation and make it worse. Mm hmm. So I bring her along. I'm like, hi, I need you to come with me and help me talk to these people because I'm already pissed off and I'm just going to attack them on where they fucked up instead of trying to resolve the problem. Mm -hmm. that's, so your, that's your first thing. Like INTJs in general, unless they've had a lot of experience working with people like my uncle, um, he's older than my husband, obviously. I mean, well, not obviously today, but you know what I mean? Um, he has learned how to speak with people working with them. Sometimes he doesn't get it all right. He says some really weird things at really bad times. But if you've worked with people long enough, you uh, just like everybody else says, INTJs tend to study people, study reactions. My uncle had to look up, you know, how to talk to people. And I heard him telling my mom that one day he had to research it because he gotten an, an issue <laughs> with someone else. And he's like, how should I have responded? So he looked up and asked other people, how should I respond? Now he's much better with it. 
But just understand that a lot of the time when INTJs come at you with something, it's not because they're evil or they're judging you as a bad person per se. They're judging your character. And if they are taking the time out to say all the stuff they're saying, they care about you. If they didn't care about you, then it would be like, okay, whatever. Enjoy your time. <laughs> no, it, And the, then behind your back, like, I don't know what's going to happen. To that no, that, that is true. I, I, I grill someone... Um, Mostly because I I want to know if I care about them I want th- I want to know that they've thought if they're thinking things through if they're thinking everything through fully because mm-hmm. if the person has and I ask them well, what about this and they have a good answer and I'm like well that's actually pretty smart all right you know what fair enough make your attempt do what you're gonna do I hope it works out it's never usually that short by the way it's usually a big debate that ends oh no up expect about 45 minutes upset. 45 minutes i'm gonna frustrate you i'm gonna ask you two thousand questions but really what i'm trying to do is i don't trust your decision making at certain things not you specifically i'm saying the person mm-hmm. i don't 100 percent trust their decision making at certain things it's it's more like you, I know that they're not experienced at something and they're going to get into something new. Mm. And I worry about the decision-making that they're going to make mistakes. Now, I understand people have to make mistakes. But as a friend or a lover or a family member, I can help them avoid I that. want to help you avoid it by knowing that or, or at the very least posing questions you may not have thought of mm-hmm. so that if you don't have an answer, maybe you should think about a good reply to that answer. So, and your and your execution sometimes you're not coming from a place of emotion you're coming from a place of being logical and so when you speak whatever is going on in your head like you've done it too guys if you any of you watching they're not INTJs you're more emotional type people you've had that situation in your head where you filter it through your head first freaking idiot what the fuck is he asking that for but when it comes out of your mouth you're like so what made you think that well the INTJ will just skip the filter and just go straight to what the fuck is wrong with you you don't a lot of people if you haven't learned like i said you don't have an experience with with how to talk to people certain people then it will come off as though they're very judgmental and mean and that's not necessarily the case we have an intj in all of us well a lot of us especially the introverts so you'll find that you or your feelings will feel like they're getting hurt entjs too do the same thing funny enough entjs and intjs are cut from the same cloth but it's not really that. And if an INTJ is saying to you certain things, I'm guessing you were in a relationship with one or you had a parent that was one. Trust me when I say it's coming from a place of love. It doesn't feel like it. And INTJ, I got to say, is one of the hardest parents to have. I've seen it firsthand. But it usually is because they care about you and that, and they don't have a great social cue when it comes to how to speak to people. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know why you specified INTJ men. Um, I'm guessing it's because you're talking about the men in your life. Women are just as judgmental. I think the reason why INTJ women probably don't have that as much or you don't see it as much in INTJ women is, first of all, there aren't a lot of INTJ women. And secondly, um, if women have grown up in a nurturing home, they've taken care of little sisters, they're more motherly, they can show it a little bit better, maybe, or you don't recognize it on them because they're women. The judgment of women tends to be an exclamation point. Uh, an exclamation mark, mm-hmm. rather than a helpful thing. Mm. When women tend to judge men, it tends to be an outright judgment of them. Just experience as a man. Mm. Uh, INTJs are not the same kind of judgment. Mm. INTJs' judgment is, 
I I want you to do better. Or at least I want you to do good. But you don't say that, though. No, we're incapable of saying that. Yeah. Yeah. You say that to me. Yeah, I do, because I learned how to deal with you. But if I was talking to someone else, all I would do is ask them questions. Yeah. And and just see if, at the very least, if I could lead them. Badger them. (laughs) I badger them. I, I mean, I've had people, the smart people, that come to me and say, hey, I want to bounce an idea off of you. Mm-hmm. And they know me well enough to know, first thing I'm going to try to do is tear apart that idea. But in some cases, though, like in our case, back in the day, when I was telling you about my dream, I was just sharing it. I wasn't asking you for advice. Yeah. So in some cases, that's where the social cues come in, where... I don't want you to fix me. I didn't ask for your help. I'm just sharing something with you. Now, if I come to you for advice and say, hey, babe, you know, what do you think about this? That's a different story. And you loving me, you were trying to do what you thought was right to help me, regardless of whether I was asking advice or not, because me coming to you and sharing it with you, that was your cue, meaning, oh, she wants a response. So in your head, you were probably thinking that. So it came off as judgmental to me and negative because I'm like, here it is. I'm trying to you know, go somewhere with my dream and this person's knocking it down. But that's not what it is at all. Anything else you want to add before we move on to the next topic? Mm, no, we're good. Okay. So here is the... Mm, my favorite topic. <laughs> oh, jeez. Here is the last topic, and these are very controversial. I just want to reiterate, guys, that we are a channel we don't... I know it sounds funny because he's here now, but... <laughs> These are just opinions. These are opinions. We're not judging anyone for asking the question. I try to judge anyone. Um, you can ask anything, but there are very controversial topics here. And we want to say stuff that ordinarily people wouldn't say. So the next topic is, how do I word this properly? Why does it seem like women like being treated badly? And when I say like being treated badly, I guess they mean they only respond well when guys treat them bad or women only want bad guys you want to start that one um not really i think it'd be better from a well, woman's perspective you put, you put I, the topic i, I the like thing. the topic but i think it's better to start from a woman's perspective okay fine because it is woman thing <laughs> this one is oh my gosh hmm i usually write these down from my experience and also my personal experience not just seeing it on other women observing it is Woman biologically like assertion. I talk about science a lot on my videos or use them as references because we are still members of the animal kingdom. We have basic mammal mammalian instincts and men that are assertive and are able to say no tells women that they are in control. They're capable of protecting her, making decisions and they're leaders which means that their children, that that man will find resources, that man will take risks and do what needs to be done, and the woman doesn't have to do that. He does all of that. Well, th- that that that's not that doesn't mean that. That just means that this is how this is how talent. some some people's lizard brain may view that. Right. From my perspective, and I'll give you guys an example so you get where I'm coming from. I had a teacher named Mr. Klein, and. He was like 50-something years old. I like older guys. Um, And (laughs) I was typing my notes, and he got upset. I didn't even realize I was being loud or whatever, and he yelled at me (laughs) in front of the whole class. And he's like, hey, babe, you know, can you tone it down with that? I'm trying to teach the class. Angry typing. And I was like, I felt so hurt and embarrassed, and I started to cry like someone would see me. 
but it's the weirdest thing. I got so aroused. (laughs) 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 No, seriously. I was like, damn, he yelled at me. Now I want his approval. And then at the end of the class in public, he said, by the way, you know, honey, I'm sorry for, for yelling at you earlier, you know, whatever. And, you know, he was just like, it was getting on the grating on his nerves. And that made it even more so better. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, I got my good approval. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think part of the badness and people take it to the next level. Now, when we talk about bad, we're not talking about someone slapping you across the room, even though in my opinion, I think that's hot somewhat. Do you, do, do be, um, what you just described is... um is a tactic that uh, some men use, though. Yeah, purposefully. Purposefully. Yeah. There's there's psychology behind that. Mm-hmm. That basically means, okay, I, I don't mean to change the subject too no, much. No, no, go ahead. But if me and you don't know each other. Ooh, you're touching me, I like it. Yes, I know. <laughs> if me and you don't know each other, and I meet you for the first time. Now, I could try to sweet, be sweet, and, and you know. It's not a lasting effect. Put on. It's not a lasting effect. You're right. Mm-hmm. Me trying to be sweet is a mental thing. Mm. If I if I say, you know, you look good, but honestly, those shorts look like shit. Mm-hmm. I just insulted you. Yeah. Now, what that just did to you is that 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 slightly tied in to your emotional center. Mm-hmm. You wanting to be, you know, loved. And, 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 and the, here's the thing. Even later that day, you're not going to just remember it. You're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. The next time I run into you, then I say, oh, now see, today you look good. <laughs> now you value that that much more. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be said for knocking someone down, mm-hmm. not in a really bad way. It's why guys tease girls. Mm-hmm. There's some sick psychological thing that goes yeah, on there. That's weird because even <laughs> when I was growing up, the, these guys, and the, I don't know what it is about kids, especially the popular guys in the prep school that I went to, they would always pick on me. I mean, everyone picked on me because I was an outcast. But in private, these guys were super sweet. Yeah. In front of their friends, you know, they're like, no. And I remember this guy named Alexander. He would be very protective of me when we're in private. But he would never be sweet. He was never a sweet kid. He was just a, you know, he would open the bathroom door while I'm peeing. Wow. <laughs> <He'd be> like, <laughs> it's like, your dad's outside waiting for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, geez, you couldn't knock. He's like, well, you, want, you don't want him to leave you, do you? So I'm like, Jesus, he's classical anime Japanese character. He wasn't Japanese, by the way. But that made me recognize him more he was more of a presence because of that assertion and that dominance now i'm not saying every woman likes this and a lot of people uh, women especially today don't like admitting it because you know and, and you find a lot of the women that do that they're not very happy if they're straight lesbian women even in lesbian couples i see the same thing they talk about men how oh, men do this but every lesbian couple I know, the one that they're in love with, that they're like having the hots for and that they respect, is usually the more masculine one that calls the shots and doesn't treat them like little princesses. It's some kind of biological thing where those women look at this man or this male as having a lot of testosterone, being assertive, being able to make decisions. And in the human perspective, the reason why it 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 lasts a little bit more, I guess, or it's a little bit more obvious is because the woman remembers that person. She's used to be fond, uh, being fawned on. Oh, you're beautiful. Look at you. Everyone treats her like this, sh- like she's some unattainable object. And this one person comes up to her 
And he's like, I don't need you. Yeah. That gives her more of a reason to be like, why doesn't he want me? Mm-hmm. I want him to want me. Like, uh, after all those other guys, I don't want them. They're friend zone. But yeah. this guy, I, want, I need his approval. Part, yeah, part of being a treating a woman badly in modern society is not giving a shit about her approval. Mm-hmm. Which tends to make her want to give you or to get your approval or, <laughs> and vice versa. It's just weird. Do you think part of it, especially in our civilization, is by you doing that, you don't look desperate, so she automatically thinks in her little lizard brain that you have resources and you have a lot of women at your disposal because you don't need her? Yeah, I think that's part of it. Absolutely. I think another part of it is it breaks her, it breaks, it destroys. Humbles her. It does humble her, mm-hmm. but she has an image of who she is, and it destroys it. Right. It, it 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 just crushes it, and she doesn't know what to do with herself, and somehow she feels that that person that broke it must have the answer on how to either fix it or be whole again. It's it's very deep psychological stuff. Well, for me, it was kind of different because I wasn't really like a popular prissy girl. But for me, like when guys did that, for me, it was just like, wow, they're in control. Wow, they can speak their mind. They don't worship me. I despise when men worship me. For me, and I told them straight off, I said, listen, girls will take advantage of you. And I, I think even in saying that right now, um, I think part of my brain was thinking, if you're this susceptible and you worship me as much as you do, I can make you do anything. That means that you're easily influenced. That means that I'm going to have to be your mom and call all the shots and I don't feel protected because I have to make all those decisions, which is exactly what happened in those relationships where guys were like that. And the guys that were not like that and were leaders, yeah, a lot of them cheated. <laughs> but at the same time, I felt protected with them. I felt like I was very feminine with them. Now, my husband is a very good man, and he was like that earlier when we met, too. I was afraid of him at first because, I don't know, he was just weird. So, <laughs> and I'm weird, so that's saying something. There was this darkness on him that just made me like, what is that thing? You know, like, and then as we got to know each other and became friends, he, and I knew you liked me, too, but you were more, you were more yourself. You weren't the kind of person to bow down to people. And I appreciated that. That was refreshing. So I think it depends. I think it, it's at, at the basal instinct, it's just an instinctive thing, as I said before. Especially with super, super pretty women, they they want to feel approved. They have this one person that doesn't like them. And they're like, what what happened there? And they'll just obsess over it. Like those Korean movies where the rich guys are like, yeah, all girls like me. And this one girl is like, get out of my face. And his whole day, he'll obsess over that one girl. Like, why didn't she bow down to me? She's so rude. And they'll get mad. They'll yeah. actually get mad at the guy. <laughs> I'm like, freaking asshole. But I bet you if, if she had her way, she would end up going home with him. So I think that's what it is. Now, badly in the case of being abused and going from abusive relationship to abusive relationship, like physically abused, always being cheated on, that all stems back from what happened with them with childhood. Some kind of thing there where they chose wrong or a lot of it has to do with parenting as well. If their father didn't 
uh, set the example for them how they were to be treated and their father was never there. They look for that fatherly companionship outside of that. And so naturally, it's almost like their lizard brain gets hijacked from that want to have a father figure and associating that with abusive males who have high testosterone, who are more prone to cheating and beating them. And I think that's what happens as a result in that case. What do you think? Yeah, I mean... I guess I can't I can't really speak from a female's pr- perspective. It's not really just a female's perspective. Like if you have you seen any correlation with girls cuz we were talking about that some time ago. Girls and, and their fathers? Well, yeah, girls that just choose really shitty guys. Like like men that are nobodies. I'm not even talking about a normal guy that's just assertive and yeah, he's because he's like a, because because they want they 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 tend to be a little more fun because they're irresponsible. That's one. Mm. And yeah, these girls want. I'm not not all girls. I'm not gonna broad broad stroke it, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, which is still broad stroking it, but whatever. Um, they want approval. Mm-hmm. They want to feel. This is just a theory that I had when I was young, and probably Sigmund Freud thinks the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to feel that feeling that they felt, probably briefly when they were young, because their father wasn't around enough, of. A male figure giving them approval, mm-hmm. um, but not worshiping them. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, a lot of guys nowadays, not all, but like the ones that are quote unquote simps, mm-hmm. they just they 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 don't give approval. They worship, which is disgusting. It's, it's, it's a very unattractive. Off. And then to get the opposite of that, where now the girl. Just to get an emotional reaction out of the guy, she has to humble herself, bring herself down. Mm-hmm. When she finally gets that approval from the guy, it's like a drug, a shot of shot of something where she's like, oh, now I'm validated. Someone notices me. I think in those cases too with the uh, the men that cheat, I've been there as well. And we're almost, we're almost coming to a close. But the men that are fun, especially the extrovert men, that are really fun, they, I mean, they know how to have fun. And when you have those bad times, what you remember is the representation they gave you as a woman, the representation that she, they gave you when they first met you, when they were first coming on to you, when they showed you a good time. So when the bad times come along and they cheat on you or they do something bad to you, in your mind, you're still in love with the person that you met. So this person, who they are right now, is not really them. And the good times are worth hanging around the bad times for. It takes experience and strength in your own character to realize long-term that this is a destructive relationship. Thank goodness I didn't go down that road. But there are a lot of people who have, and it's just a perpetual cycle where they they stay in that relationship because they they figure to themselves, it's better to be in a bad relationship than to be alone. And I think that's where the trouble lies with women who stay in bad relationships. It gets it gets harder for women as they get older too. Yeah, that's true. Um, it just is what it is. Guys, guys tend, in my opinion, guys tend to age a little better than women, especially into the older older time frames. Mm-hmm. So it's very important for women to find someone that, you know, that they that they that they, that is theirs mm-hmm. when they when they still have more of their beauty. Um, not just that, they, they feel like if they get older, if they start to have low self-esteem and they just keep choosing bad person after bad person, they take worse people that, as they get that, older. That's also why you can't, ju- you can't just form a relationship based on how good he or she looks. There has to be more than that. Mm-hmm. Because if it's just the physical appearance, then you, that relationship will not, will not last. 
Now here, here, here's another thing. <laughs> We're going over time here. But um, in that case, what would you tell a woman that is of a certain age? Like maybe she's like 50, 60 and she, she can't get luck with good men anymore. What would you tell her? Um, and this is a horrible thing to say, but um, don't try to doll yourself up and put put on clown makeup because I've seen a lot of older women do that. Mm-hmm. They make themselves look like clowns with too much makeup. They can get some plastic surgery. That's a little bit of plastic surgery. That's one thing, but yeah. I'm I'm not not a lot of people can afford that. Mm-hmm. What an older woman who has lost some of her youthful looks. Mm-hmm. You need to be a good fucking person first. Yeah. Don't try to date with hate in your heart. Don't be bitter. That's Don't a be turn off. bitter. Yeah, your life has gotten you here. It may have sucked. But if you want to start something new with someone else, don't be bitter. You want to meet them and you want them to see the light in you. You want them to feel good having you around. Yes. You want them to, to feel good having you around. That's a very good way to say it. And it doesn't hurt, to be quite frank, is um, make that other person feel good. Mm-hmm. In any way you can. And also, as advice from someone who has been cheated on before, um, I usually see the best in per- people first. If they if they fuck up while you're in the relationship, that's a different story. But as you're going in, if they haven't given you a reason to feel bitter towards them, then don't treat them bitterly. Um and if you're in a relationship with someone and they cheat on you or you find out that they're not a nice person, just leave. At that point, your time is so valuable that you don't want to get stuck in a, a bad relationship. When you were younger, you wasted enough time. Just understand there's more fish in the sea or, you know, be alone and just have fun. You don't have to have a long lasting relationship or just, you know, go to woman. That's what a lot of Actually, older even, women do. Here's an even better way. At some point, in order to find a good relationship, stop trying to find a good relationship. Yeah. Actually try to make yourself a, a better person. Yeah. Work and, on you And first. be happy. Because mm-hmm. I've seen too many older people try to find relationships, quote unquote, but mm-hmm. they're unhappy with themselves in their life. Yeah. Fix that and the rest will fall in place. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. I think, that, I think we're good. That's it for today, you guys. Yes. Anything else you want to add to close out? Yep. I'm gonna leave them our, our little uh, podcast links or whatever you do that part. Yeah. Um, you can go to brainversusheart.com to just go direct to the anchor page where you can leave a voice memo message, which we will try to respond to those first. Alternatively, you can send us an email at askbrainversusheart at gmail.com, uh, brain fart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to us on any or all the major podcasting pro- platforms as Brain versus Heart. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in with us, guys. Um, if you are listening on YouTube, you go ahead and go over to the podcast so you guys can play this on your way to work or wherever. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to leave suggestions and questions or comments on the YouTube channels as well for topics that you'd like us to cover next. As for the YouTube thing, um, some of the segments, what we're going to do is we're going to break these up a little bit. So you're not going to actually probably get the entire podcast as it was recorded on Mm -hmm. YouTube, but you're going to get the talking points on what points we discuss. To actually listen to the whole thing from start to finish, the um, we'll see. But definitely you'll get it on the podcast. Yeah. All All right. right. All right. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you. See you later. Bye.